So movement are very important in my approach and uh, also space are really important in my approach, uh, as I said, with the logo. So I use the collection really much as, yeah, use it, opening conversation about uh, the power of action. So that's why the clothing are interactive. Like, can you, can you as an individual, like have, have an impact in, on the world you live in uh, through individual action, through collective action? Welcome to Series 2 of Process Movement. I'm excited to share four new conversations with you that explore people's relationships to their creative practices, as well as how they move and are active in the world. In this season, we go from Western Australia to Mexico by way of the UK and across to Berlin. I got to reconnect with some old friends, learn about processes that really shifted my thinking and hear some wonderful and open stories about each of their journeys. If something sparks you in one of these episodes, please consider sharing it. That would mean a lot. Thank you and enjoy the listen. Thank you, Margot, for calling in today. Um, I was just like Thanks asked, so where are you calling from at the moment? Uh, from my studio flat in Berlin, Germany. Nice. Are you, um, is your studio flat also where you're making things as well or do you have a separate space? Yes, this is my atelier. This is my studio. Yeah. Nice. I have the... I have the. I'm lucky enough to have a bit of space in Berlin. It's possible still in Berlin to have just space, and at the moment, it's still working that way for me to to work from home. I have like a separate space to to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, how do you, do you find? Um, sometimes I like I work from home as well, but I do have like a separate studio, um, and sometimes I like coming home to work and things like that. But I also find I need to go out and be around people. Do you, how, what's your relationship with how you spend your time like living and working in the same kind of place? Yeah. I mean, it has been quite a long process now. I've been living in Berlin for almost 10 years. And, uh, one year after I arrived here, I started label and, I worked from home, so almost uh, almost nine years now of working from home. So, like back and forth, some some time yet has been more difficult, uh, mm. especially during busy times uh, when I was doing a lot of fashion weeks in in Paris and London, in Berlin. It was a uh, yeah a bit more difficult to handle and to not be able as as uh, you said, like to kind of also go back home and and kind of be done with your work and uh, not yeah, think about it. But uh no now I kind of like it. I'm uh, quite a solitary person anyway. So Yeah. Uh, yeah I think I it's you always me. find what well. suits <laughs> your personality and, and how you like to live as well, right? 
Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you've been in Berlin for 10 or so years. Um, yeah. And maybe just for, for people who don't know who, or who are, like, unfamiliar, um, yeah. maybe just tell us, like, who you are, name, obviously you're in Berlin, and how you describe what you do and the names of what you do. Um, yeah, a bit. um on my my journey, so I'm. Uh, my name is Margot Charbonnier. Uh, I was raised in France, like in a small town in the west, um, like one hour from the sea. And um, and uh, I think it kind of makes sense, maybe uh, to yeah to <laughs> to start quite early. Yeah, um, I always like to say to people find find the best <laughs> position to like start and essentially yeah like how how you got to where you are today and and what that kind of journey looks like. Yeah, yeah. Well, um my parents are now retired but uh, they were both work, working for public services. So my father was an art teacher and my my mom uh, was a secretary at the public hospital. So I feel somehow um, like it shaped my my approach, my dual vision uh, on the world, like something very creative and still very scientific in a way. Mm. So both this background influenced me deeply uh, somehow now, now that I look back on it. Uh, I studied first social science in my hometown. Uh, I believe back then I wanted to become uh, an ethnologist. I was really interested in the video medium and uh, already in everything involving like rituals, uh, already a lot about the sociology of the body and involving mm. sports as well, but on social science uh, perspective. And I changed rapidly direction towards something more creative uh, later on. So then I studied fashion in Paris and London. I got two very different approach on on fashion uh, in those both cities. And uh, and then after living a bit in Zurich, Switzerland, and Paris, uh, where I had more like uh, an art practice involving uh, videos and textile and performances. Uh, but more like not not fashion directly related, not uh, in terms of fashion industry, more like textile and art related. Um, mm -hmm. I moved to Berlin so like ten years ago uh, in a quite um, chaotic period of my life without any money and any really connection in the city. Mm. But um, I felt the possibility somehow here in Berlin to launch a label. Uh, I could afford it at a very, very low cost. And, uh, and more than that, I felt somehow I had the space for it because uh, in comparison with cities like London or Paris, where like you have this very heavy uh, fashion history, mm. Berlin was more like a like a blank canvas yeah. somehow where I could really offer something personal like and maybe be yeah. more experimental perhaps yeah being more experimental also being more uh, multidisciplinary I think because uh, 
yeah, I, I thought there are more flexibility between this discipline in Berlin. I think it has also a lot to do with their conception on heart and uh, yeah, and also like way less pressure, less expectation, less fashion references, like less yeah. this kind of pressure uh, in Berlin. And definitely like more freedom and uh, a way better quality of life also, I think. So yeah, this is how I launched so the label Sample Siam in 2015. So in a very resourceful manner, <clears throat> um, I started doing clothing in my bedroom. Like I should uh, firstly book myself with few friends, like many people start with. Uh, and then I and I had quite quickly a PR agency. Uh, I had no idea what the PR agency was. I just had a mainly book, and I had no idea I had to pay for it. <laughs> and uh, and they got interested. And then I did uh, two fashion weeks in Berlin. Uh, then I I expanded a bit towards the French market and the Asian market. Uh, yeah. I I was like it was a lot of pressure at the beginning. I had, I had to learn very quickly. Uh, I think I was also pretending a lot. I knew what I was doing, <laughs> um, and luckily I didn't get into too much trouble. So and uh, so quickly the label took a, a bigger a bigger scale, and today I have two lines um, called uh, Grand Bassin and Petit Bassin. Um, so and yeah, you, I mean, how do you describe? How would you describe those those lines? Or at least you know you have um, the the almost the the umbrella name and then the two lines within them. How do you describe yeah. those to people? Yeah. So the label, yes, it's sample CM. Um, the label itself, I did define it as a conceptual sportswear label. It took it took actually me sometimes to stand for the conceptual aspects of it. I always felt like for a long time standing for something intellectual and the industry was somehow a bit difficult. But uh, still, it is fundamental, I think, in what I'm doing. Um, so the identity involves sports, uh, modularity, interactivity, kind of ritualization, and also politicalization around the collection. And then uh, the two lines. So from the very beginning, I launched the label with the main line called Grand Bassin. So Grand Bassin in French means uh, big bath or big pool. Mm. Um, I was swimming a lot back then and uh, I felt appropriate to use that name, like to launch the label, like in this kind of meaning of taking the leap, like taking the risk. Mm, um, but it still also had like a physicality to it as well, right? Yes, yes, yes. And relation to space is really also something I'm I'm interested in, like building the logo of the label. Uh, the the logo of the label is like a multi-filled space with a lot of shapes. So each collection, each color uh, has its own um, shape, like uh, um, and its own color, and uh, it's building like a like a sports multi multi-sport field. Um, yeah, so almost like a collection is like a team or a sports unto yes. itself. Yes. And so this is Grand Bassin, this is the main line. And now I define it also more like the statement is definitely like a couture line uh, of clothing and accessories, mostly women's wear. 
also some unisex pieces, but mostly women. Uh, everything is made in Berlin um, uh, in limited edition. I focus a lot on craftsmanship for this uh, for this collection for this line. Uh, and each collection of Grand Bassin is about one specific sport. Um, so I focus some of those on sports have been from my memory. There's like tennis and equestrian, and was there rock climbing as well? Was that one of them? Yes. For, so far, already nine, like nine. Nine. Sports. Wow. Yeah. 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 I've been doing uh, swimming, gymnastic, uh, motorsports, uh, team sports, equestrian was the last one. Uh, hiking, climbing, uh, tennis, martial arts. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I my first introduction thing was perhaps the kind of hiking, climbing um, line mm-hmm. is when yeah. maybe when it was almost in the early days of when, or maybe I had been doing good sport for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. and then I remember. Um, forget exactly where I did see it. Maybe it was online or maybe somehow we got onto your newsletter um, kind of talking about the, the, the line and, and, the, and the label. And I just remember thinking like there was this, I was instantly like fascinated by it, particularly like your conceptual approach and, and to ideation and, and how, you approach that within fashion and sport. And I've always been interested to know, and this is almost in the same um, topic of kind of the impetus of, of how it came together. When you were starting um, everything, did you, had you observed something, you know, within sport or fashion, like what made you like have a, that idea to think, you know, I want to work with different sports and, and this kind of, where did that kind of come from? Is that something you have thought about? Uh, yeah, I mean, sports was always, um, like for me, an opportunity uh, to talk about, like at the same time, movement and to talk about like sportswear more specifically. Uh, I felt this was the only subcategory in fashion where you have like a very strong importance for the for the use for like the like a practicality almost yeah a practicality and something a lot about ergonomy and a lot about like how yeah like technicality of the of the material and um so this was what I was really interested in because I felt it was an opportunity to mix both like the the practice and the fashion aspect mm. of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was kind of my starting point of interest uh, for that. And before that, as I mentioned before, I I, uh, I studied like social science and, um, and I was already really interested in ritual and practices and, um, and sport for the same manner. Mm, yeah that's interesting and so I guess like there are so many different sports or or ways that people move you know socially or or by themselves and 
how how does it how do you go about um, picking something for for a line? Is it is it kind of personal to you and how how you like to to move and things like that? I think of myself as a photographer and and I like to be very actively involved in what I'm photographing. For example, like running, and I like to experience that for myself so I understand how I can photograph it differently. And do you have a similar sentiment around your choice in, in kind of sports? Um, no, I think I have more like a kind of, I approach it more like a, a kind of catalog. I, I almost need to build on, you know, so I already mm. explore nine sports and now I'm going to go for another one. And I try always to, I'm really excited. I have no I mean, I'm not practicing like a, a lot of sports in general myself, but, uh, and I don't have, uh, when I start with a sport, mo- most of the time I have almost no knowledge about it, but it's, mm. um, it's really exciting. It's like stepping into a new, new world and, uh, discovering so much. So that's why now I also do only annual collection. Uh, I used to do seasonal ones, so two per years, like during like the traditional fashion calendar. And now I'm doing only one because I really want to take this time to to do a lot of researches, uh, to uh, explore the the history of the sport, the stylistic references. So it has like, at the same time, a very traditional fashion approach, like about vision, like colors, uh, sign shapes, uh, along sportswear story, like something very visual. And mm-hmm. it has something also, I think, quite unconventional in the research about movement I do, because I each collection I focus on one specific gesture like one specific practice uh in the sport it can be something uh like a professional activity a professional gesture but it can be also something very trivial like for instance um recently with equestrian i focused on breading like horse breading mm, uh for okay. the tennis collection uh i focused on like uh this very small gesture of like sticking the tennis ball uh, into the shorts, like pockets, you know, like uh, inside. Yes, yeah. uh, for the martial arts collection, I focus on like wrapping your hands before the fight. Uh, the gymnastic one, it was like ribbon winding. So like something, yeah, I, I then decide for one of those practice like a kind of small detail of gesture movement and i also do not specifically for the past two collection uh researches about relation of powers like social class and gender stereotype associated mm. to the sport and uh, the evolution along along its history so those three kind of aspects are my starting points to then design the collection and it's really about finding that balance between something aesthetic style and something more conceptual and theory and uh, to go back and forth during the creative process uh, between between those aspects and to to also find a balance between um, 
manifest pieces and more commercial ones. So in terms of commercial compromises, some mm-hmm. some pieces gonna be like super statement pieces, uh, almost a, a pain to practice to interact with, <laughs> super difficult. And yeah. I really also enjoy working with that, like in a playful way, making fun of it. Yeah, and some definitely. pieces are super easy and ready to wear. So. Yeah, almost like a reference to, you know, amateur and professional practices of sports. Like, yeah, they are both super that. poetic and super singular, and there is no, like, really right way to do it. Um, yeah. More like singular way um, to dress. Yeah. That's so interesting. Almost like an overlap between the the professional and the amateur as well as the practicality and just the statement of some or the design of something. Um Yeah. How, is that what kind of process does that look like? Is is it hard to I guess um, I'm trying to find the right word like edit or decide what to keep or to throw away in terms of part of those concepts? Um, well, actually, in terms of design, it does translate uh, in different ways. Sometimes clo- clothing gets m- mostly a bad style. So science, uh, I redesign like vintage shapes of clothing and then it involves potential like styling customization uh, so the customers can make it shorter, longer, change color, but in a very stylistic way, visual mm-hmm. way. And sometimes, and this is really like the DNA of the label, uh, when it's re- like related to a specific sport practice, I, focus, I decided to focus on uh, the clothing has become like an interactive piece of design. So really like an equipment, like a tool, like to action. Mm. Um, so the, the customer, the user is potentially invited to interact with. So it is modular. It can, so it can, it can work almost like a sort of kit with different pieces to be like, action, combine, transform together. Uh, so for instance, I can give example like the, um, the team sports collection. So I worked on layering different jersey tops, uh, the climbing collection. I worked on uh, combining small clothing elements with climbing ropes. Like, so it was a lot of like knotting and uh, using small kind of threads to attach pieces. Uh, the gymnastic collection, as I mentioned before, so the different elements of clothing were attached together with a, a satin ribbon. And when you get dressed, it's about winding those pieces of clothing mm. around the body as you would uh, win a gymnastic ribbon. And uh, and again, the equestrian sports, the last collection, uh, again, different elements that you bred together, like in using uh, different techniques from the horse breading. Uh, yeah, and sometimes again, like the fashion design will be only more like a testimony of the activity, like a record, like a kind of more like a reminder. So the clothing is not interactive in terms of like you have to action it. Uh, it's not modular, but it's more like shows or display mm-hmm. the use. So for ex- example, like, uh, I give prevalence to a, a specific technical material or I focus on the worn effect, like compression, damages, this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah so it's, oh, it's that's so a, interesting. 
um, I guess it's like it makes me think of um, like when there's like you have your big kind of brands like Nike and so on and so forth who work with like professional athletes and they might have like a custom pair of shoes that fit them and you're almost allowing that kind of customization or to suit the person if they want to kind of get something shorter or longer, but then also having again, like that overlap of um, layering something and that kind of having something be actioned or I guess, yeah, picking out a, a theme of something, whether it's like the, the action or if it's something more to do with the material. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Is that, that must be, I mean, it seems like quite an exciting or quite a fun process to, to research like a sport of some kind and, and turn, I guess, what's some, I guess something that is set for, you know, like the, like you were mentioning the wrapping of the hands for, for boxing is a, you know, a very practical thing that would never work. Most people yeah. would not think it would work in a lifestyle kind of sense, but yeah. to turn that into something that, um, can be used in these other ways is really, yeah, I really like that kind of idea. Yeah. I'm really interested in like involving like the user, the customer and make, making it actually a user of the clothes because we always consider like, okay, you dress on and then that's it. That's we actually like, yeah, are practitioner of all clothing. So, mm, and there are like many sport. singular ways to dress. And uh, I want also, even if it sometimes comes with instructions kind of to follow, I'm really uh, designing clothing that you can dress different ways, like different singular ways. And there is no right or wrong way to put it on. And uh, so that's why when I work with stylists also, I'm really like, okay, I have a small video you can like used to help the dresser to put the clothes on, but uh, feel very free to use it differently because that's that is what I'm interested in. Also, to kind of almost see the the, the next life it's gonna have because yeah, then it's the, gonna be the individualism yeah. kind of can set in. Um, I mean, you recently sent me one of your new bags um, from from the second line or from the, the line, second, yeah, and. For me, it's really interesting because, I mean, obviously, um, you might, you'll be able to describe the bags better, but it's almost like there's five different sports within one type of bag and, or at least the theme of different sports in one kind of bag. And for me, the, the aesthetic is great, but then I also saw it in two sides where I was like, I could go down to the running track and have my drink bottle and, and my, um, my towel quite easily in it, but I could also go to like the club or like a day party yeah. and have exactly what I needed. And I didn't feel like I needed to have like a very traditional sports branded um, thing that is almost too practical in a sense and loses some of yeah, the mm-hmm. aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. So the with the new with the new bags, is that almost just like a continuation 
of the main kind of line that you're working on or is there yeah 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 um it's very recent i launched it this year so I, as you explained like it's one unique design of bag so the main line is like each collection one sport and the second line is focusing on one specific design so it's going to be about that and then i will develop it in terms of colors and change <clears throat> a bit the design and um yeah as you explained it's combining like five classic sports bags so you have like the um, the gym bag the duffel bag from um you have the the bowling bag with this kind of very curvy shape at the training backpack that you can like the traditional swimming pool like for kids bag mm. um and uh and you can so I, I used those five classic sports bag and combined them into into wide design. Uh, and you still have this idea of modularity uh, that the main line has of uh, fashion of craftsmanship, but uh, and sport obviously. Uh, but the idea was more to add like a statement piece of the label, like something condensing, like combining all the sports references and. Mm. Um, a, like it makes it almost quite distinguishable <laughs> when you see it. You can understand the rest of the the label or the the main line in a different way. Um, yeah. Was there many different like design iterations of of that bag? Did that take a while to find the right kind of puzzle pieces? I guess you could call it. Of course, yeah. And hopefully, I would also like in the future to explore uh different more more references like more classic bags and uh more sports mm. so yeah i mean it's uh it has been a, a lot of tryouts at different scales different uh modularity because it's also a bag i wanted to to be modular so you can wear wear as a backpack you can wear it as a um, handbag uh, as a sunny pack so to, to to keep playful with that so Again, like it's a lot about balancing something still easy, uh, functional, but uh, at the same time that I definitely want to be a statement piece. And uh, so this is what I'm always really excited about, about finding the balance between. And also it has to, it has to be a, a more commercial piece, like a more accessible piece, a bit uh, less expensive. So, so it's a lot of like... Um, a lot of um, different kind of uh, obligations or, or limitations uh, for the design, but this is what's very exciting. Yeah, yeah, it. definitely. I guess I, I imagine you you're across many of the details and, and touch points of of running a label and and your own kind of um, I guess you would call it a, a business as well. Um, do you mostly work alone or like how do you like to work? Obviously, you have your own your home studio, but obviously in this day and age we have everything from making the work and, and designing it and researching it but also releasing it and, um, you know, maintaining that kind of digital and, and physical kind of, I guess, brand side of things. Are, are you working across kind of most aspects? 
I am. Uh, I'm working mostly alone, um, but um, each time I launch like a new collection, um, because now I'm doing annual collection, so I have more time. That was also the idea to open conversation and to do collaboration. I do a lot of like side projects then around the collection, like shooting editorials and and uh, videos uh, around the collection and of content for social media. And uh, yeah, it was uh, about also giving me the opportunity to expand uh, around the project and to have like a, a wider approach so for that and for the lookbook, the shootings and for the web design. I work also with sound designer every time. So kind of, I would say I do the research process more on a solitary uh, base myself. And then uh, for the design, um, I work with um, partners here in Berlin. I have a freelancer working for me, um, uh, with me uh, during the design process and during the making process. And for the lookbook, obviously, I'm also working every time with different teams, mm. uh, photographer, stylist uh, on the project. And I involve them in the, in the creative process, especially for the last two collections. I've been doing specific websites. Yeah, I was going to mention uh, for the, the collection. I love, I've always loved your, uh, the websites that you release for every line and collection. And um, is that a lot of your, does that kind of design or at least what you want it to be come in that phase of, of research when you're, you know, designing the, that collection or is that more of a collaborative approach with the designer and, and so on and so forth? Because yeah, they're usually very interactive and they, yes. mm-hmm. um, you know, very visual and have a lot of video and, or animation and compared to a normal kind of e-commerce or um, fashion mm-hmm. brand, which is usually can be quite paired back and just showing the clothing in a lookbook kind of thing. Yes. Um, for the last two, like I have a main website for Sample CM uh, where you can have like more traditional lookbooks. And for the last two collections, I also designed specific websites for each of the collections uh for the women martial arts collection and the extreme collection of the main line again um well the label is about interactivity and movement so it make it made like <laughs> direct sense to explore like also user experience and interactivity uh to display the collection to show the collection to have them interact with the collection and understand that it's interactive um, and also because each collection is about specific sports, so it's very an amazing opportunity, like to <clears throat> kind of create like a storytelling around that sport, so kind of like a, an immersive experience into that sport, that culture. Um, and for me, I also think those two websites was super good experience because it gave also the space like to deploy the project, like to display that different aspect of it, the, the richness of it, you know. Mm, so, like their own identity almost. Yes. 
yes, not their own identity. It's like a part of the label, but definitely like a specific project. And uh, you want the user to focus on that for two minutes or three minutes and have this kind of immersive experience. Yeah, um, that's so fascinating. I mean, I think the times that I've visited when like the websites, when the collections have come out, I've always spent quite a bit of time exploring and interacting um, in comparison to other websites where you might kind of, I guess, browse quite quickly. So, um, yeah, you've d- definitely done a very, like a great job of, of that kind of interactive process and seeing, and even like you mentioned earlier, like the instructional side of, or at least showing like a guide to how the, the pieces can be laid or, or, um, used yeah. in like a modular kind of sense. Um, I guess there's like a, a, a hyper attention to detail in, in one point as well, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's also, it's also like every time super challenging and super exciting to still like display this interactivity, but still like, of course, explore how in a different way you can like, like still sell clothes because I mean, that's kind of also the point. So you have to also like bring on the commercial aspect uh, to have the product visible. So this balance also is something I'm really interested in, like to, to find a way. So it, it, it should not be like completely obscure, you know, completely mm, like, like uh, too conceptual. Arty, only arty. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, I do like a that's bit of also. mystery sometimes though. It's nice to have mystery. Definitely. But also, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think it's not what it likes, but I'm also trying to work on like making it like, uh, super easy to handle and super yeah, easy definitely. to like to find where you have to click and to find exactly, where. Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. when I was a lot younger, um, this is probably in the very early two thousands. There was some, some bands that I listened to. Um, and one of them, they had this, they put out a CD and normally you just put your CD in the music player and you, and you play it. But I remember you could put the CD into your computer and it would bring up like a secret kind of not, I didn't even, I don't even think it was a website, but it it was like an interactive page where you could play videos and look at photo albums. And I always just loved that, that kind of whoever found those things um, kind of got a better insight into, to the band Mm -hmm. and, and to the music and, yeah, I think there's there's a very fine balance <laughs> between mystery and and an identity and and giving a certain amount away and and leaving a certain yeah. amount for interpretation as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess one thing then, um, in terms of like you know when you're when you're releasing and, and presenting these things, what what would one kind of misconception people have about your work? Do you ever come across things that you find people, uh, you know, maybe are confused or, or ask questions about in the same way? Is there any misconceptions that you notice? Um, no, I feel that 
I, I think that's um, what I'm also trying to to work on with uh, the communication in general and the website is like to again insist on the idea that it's interactive and that each collection is a specific sport because a lot of a lot of times like people didn't get like for example they will be like oh you are the label uh, working about like a boxing aesthetic and I'm like yeah this is that was one of the collections. But I think everything now with social media is going so fast. And I mean, also the way Instagram is made makes you not able to, it's like really quick and very direct. So you go on the, on the label uh, Instagram and you see only the last post, you know. Mm. And uh, this is a lot about like the the new stuff and you go on a lot of designers website you will be only seeing the last collection the last lookbook what's what's new what's fresh and uh i'm really i mean now of course this is like a an ongoing process and i'm way more happy with the recent collection i did than the very first one but now i feel like uh from a uh perspective of like today i i find them uh, of course more naive and more mm. um, less experienced, but um, somehow I'm really I really want to stand for the fact that it's uh, an ongoing project with different faces, you know, and that all work together. And uh, so that's why I still display all the collection on the website. So it's mm. a lot of things, Even and uh, it can available. get people confused, you know. But yeah. uh, but this is something I I find from uh, from my perspective like um, the most interesting actually that this is um, yeah different questioning different uh, attempts to approach sports and they all have their own value and they're all relevant in what they were trying to say and they even in their weaknesses, you know. Um, mm, mm. And I guess that's yeah. also, if you were to describe sport in itself, that's probably one way you would describe it as well, right? It has the strengths and the weaknesses and the beginning and the amateurs and the professionals. Mm. You know, it's not like you have um, yeah. a professional from day one. They have to go through obviously yeah. many fa failures or, or whatever you decide to call it, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to kind of shift and and find a th like a, see if there's a thread for you when it comes to your own kind of personal relationship with with movement and and how movement plays a yeah. role in your life and or yeah. you know does it come and does yeah. it go and what does that look like for you? It does re resonate. Like uh, I think movement and action are very very central in in my work um well i mean as i as explained before like um i worked on for each collection on one specific sport practice uh sport practice in general and one specific gesture from a specific sport uh for a collection and doing interactive clothing and so on but also at a more theoretical level, I would say, um, 
I use movement as um, as an opportunity, like kind of to talk about individual or collective actions and its potential social and political impacts uh, in my work, especially for the last collection. I've been a lot of that, about that. Like um, in sociology, like uh, it can be considered like as a back and forth movement between how we sh we are shaped by the institution. So like we were born in a pre-existing system, like and the institution like family, school, religion, like moral would shape us uh, to live in society and uh, and kind of uh, perpetrate like a cultural model. But it's also about the singular actions or individual or groups which can shape further the institution like through arts or through creation or through political action um, resistance uh, kind of revolution so and this back and forth movement uh, they can both influence each other so again I'm really interested in questioning this both dynamic um, uh, in the project like as I explained the 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 reflection around the collection, the conversation around the collection itself. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I really use like the design as an opportunity to open conversation about this idea of power of action or movement, or you can like individually or collectively um, action. So have an impact, change something. And uh, does like, for example, art or fashion can participate to open that kind of conversation and somehow bring up different perspective, different vision and changes. Um, yeah, so movement are very important in my approach and uh, also space are really important in my approach, uh, as I said, with the logo. Mm. So I use the collection really much as yeah, use it, opening conversation about uh, the power of action. So that's why the clothing are interactive. Like, can you? Yeah. So you would hope that can it, you, as an individual, like, have have an impact in on the world you live in uh, through individual action, through collective action. Yeah. So uh, I guess you're almost setting setting someone up to have maybe perhaps like more possibility in the way they think and interact by how they wear the clothing might spark, yeah, like a different conversation or a different behavior or, or something like that. Yes. And also like <clears throat> the design is part of it, but then it's about also taking the time during that year to um, sharing with people to open like more theoretical conversation like on on different levels it's not only about like practicing the the clothes the clothes mm. is again like more an opportunity to open that kind of conversation uh um yeah keeping questioning debating uh, researching um i do believe <clears throat> that uh fashion uh somehow has to be more involved on a theoretical level because it does involve like ultimately bodies and social mm. practices and relation to our presentation or relation of powers. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it cannot pretend to be kind of outside of the world and pure aesthetic without uh, acknowledging also the relation of power from within the industry. So, 
two sports where I, I, I kind of try to explore also both industry like sports and fashion on a more wider scale. Yeah, and exactly. how both are super violent to minorities and uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can almost so, draw the same parallel with sport by itself. You know, it has so many ties to um, politics and to, you know, like social behavior and, and culture and things like that. So it's almost drawing on those sides of it and putting it more into the fashion world, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so when you're, you know, has there been any times when I'm um, working on different collections that you've, you've also practiced the sport that um, you've researched or have you gravitated towards um, yeah, different sports or, or different activities for yourself yeah. to, to help or to. <laughs> yeah, not always at the same uh, period than I was exploring the sport, but for the swimming collection, I was definitely swimming. I think that's the sport I practice the most. I, I swim a lot. So, um, and, uh, when I arrived in Berlin, um, I was doing Thai boxing also. Um, so, but years later I did like a collection about the women martial arts, <clears throat> but, and for the riding collection, I, I did also, uh, <laughs> like in a very amateur level, at a very amateur level, I've been uh, riding a bit. Fun. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, my dad during COVID, like starting, started to ride, he had like a strong, um, problem of depression and of um, of uh, vision of sight so mm. he, he needed to um, like he felt it, yeah it was very uh, a very good uh, opportunity to like be be a bit more outside and uh, to have um, an interaction with an animal and so I, I went with him also doing that so yeah I did I did That's beautiful, uh, yeah. practice it. It's interesting that those types of things come into your life at, at different times or, uh, you know, help address different circumstances in your life as whether mm-hmm. it's an aid or a release or just something joyful to, to participate in, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and so I guess, um, yeah, I'm always interested to know, like, one one question or two questions at this moment at the same time like one like what keeps you coming back and what keeps you engaged and secondly where do you see like what are your aims or kind of hopes or um for the future of of what you're doing so what keeps me coming back, you mean, like doing again a new collection when yeah, I, I finish like, the project? you know, to wake up every day or, or to decide to, to keep going with it. Um, I think for myself, it's, you know, I, I always say to people, like, uh, I have a, an itch that hasn't been scratched yet. So there's always something kind of more to discover and I'm always interested to hear what people yeah. keeps them yeah. going. Yeah, I think I mentioned it before, like for me it's like building a catalogue of knowledge 
and um, for myself. So exploring a new sport, like <clears throat> learning every time so much. Um, and also the challenge of still being able to create something around that sport, around that specific um, new visual identity and that all that cultural background uh, of this sport and to also start like a, a new project, like to open the conversation around that project and to learn from other people and to debate uh, about that, uh, especially with the, the two, two last collection, which both took like a more political level, like uh, about uh, gender inequality. <clears throat> mm. So it was very, very exciting experiences where I learned so much. So I think, yeah, that's what kept me going. Uh, I'm like, in general, I think I'm very adventurous mind. So I, I need to, yeah, I'm really seeking to learn uh, yeah, yeah. all the time and uh, new things. So, and I guess that's almost answers the second question about your kind of hopes um, and aims to to go forward. Is, is I guess maybe that that constant learning. But is there anything else that you kind of want to yeah share in terms of like where you would like to go? Um, you know, do you, do you see it staying um, in in the kind of format that it is, or do you see things? I don't like to use the word grow because it always has yeah. kind of connotations of like. No, but definitely. Yeah. Well, yes, I, 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 I'm willing to keep growing. <laughs> I'm willing to keep like exploring, exploring new, new stuff and, uh, yeah, and learning more. It's, um, so I will be coming back with the third opus like of the trilogy I started with the Grand Basson uh, clubs so GP2021 and GP2022 so it will be a third opus of that uh, about uh, gender in sports mm, cool. um, and I'm really looking forward to that uh, hopefully next year. Now at the moment I'm really focusing on the Petit Basson so the bag um, doing a lot of like more collaboration with uh, artists and athletes, like especially for social media. Mm. So I'm focusing on that. But uh, next year, hopefully, I will be able to, yeah, to go back, come back with a new collection for the main line and uh, and uh, and keep learning about that and keep exploring about that. Like the the two last collection, like with the. Um, women martial arts and the equestrian sport. Uh, it was already about like doing one attempt with the martial arts collection, like one kind of answer uh, or direction of, direction of research uh, about those questions. And then the equestrian collection, I tried to to take like completely different collection uh, direction and to to explore that potential answer about those questions. So it was already like almost um, um, almost contradic contradictory in mm. a way, like almost opposite, uh, both of them. And uh, the third one, I want still like to try to 
explore different uh, perspective on those matters and um, and we'll see. That's exciting. I'm really, I'm, I am excited to see what you kind of put your research and, and kind of concepts to next in terms of both like the the social side of things and the, what sports that ties to. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really fascinated to see what, what happens. Thank you.